welcome to In the Word Podcast. We're your hosts, Will and Marie Robinson. I'm Will. And I'm Marie. And our intro music seems really loud today, <laughs> but uh, maybe that's okay. We'll see how it comes out in the mix. Okay. But at any rate, we're glad to be here, and we're excited about episode one. 142. Yes. 142 of In the Word podcast. And so we'll just jump right into it. Uh, let me just first say that um, our our podcast is is based on Matthew 16, 24. And uh, then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, according to the New Living Translation, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross and follow me. So mm-hmm. you can hit us up with questions or comments at in the word podcast at gmail.com. That's in the word podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Feel free to write us or uh, let us know if you have any uh, feedback, questions, mm-hmm. criticisms, hopefully constructive. We'd love to hear from <laughs> you and we thank you for listening. Yeah, so yeah. we want to just talk a, a few minutes about what the word says in second Corinthians seven ten, um, the new American standard renders this verse for the sorrow that is according to the will of God. And by the way, the King James version adds godly in front of that. So the King James says for godly sorrow mm. that is according to the will of God produces a repentance without regret Hmm. leading to salvation. But the sorrow of the world produces death. Let me read that same verse from the new living translation. The new living says for the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. Mm. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. So one thing I find amazing about this verse is that in one verse, it's just so packed full of critical words that's, that is used in Christianity. These are words that are, um, these are our high powered words that we use a lot. And also in society, to some extent, uh, in, in secular society, you don't hear the word repentance used that much, but boy, oh boy, do we ever hear the word regret and the word remorse used often throughout society, especially when someone is um, caught doing something that they shouldn't do. We live in a a cancel culture. Mm -hmm. We live in the Me Too culture right now. We live in a politically correct culture. So these words are are active. What what are your thoughts, just before we even dive deeper into this, what are your thoughts on on that verse? Oh, no, I was just sitting over thinking about that because um, it is one thing that, People can, you know, think they're repenting, but really um, they're just sad that they got caught rather than just truly 
um, coming before God and, and really being sorry for what they did because what will happen is they'll end up doing that again. They'll just try to be a little slicker so that they won't get caught right? or, or whatever. But, yeah, God is clear about the type of repentance that we need to um, to uh, enter into his realm of, you know, to, for him to be our God. We have to repent according to his, what he lays down for repentance. And, and, and you won't regret it when you, I, I believe that when you repent, when it's godly sorrow and you're repenting, you know, according to the will of God, you won't regret it. They'll just, you know, it'll actually, uh, what do you call it, um, enhance your life. Right. And and then, you know, we can go all into the uh, salvation and the Holy Spirit as you truly repent. Mm-hmm. You know, the Holy Spirit comes in and then he empowers you not to go back there. Right. Right. But, you know, when, when you think about that. Um, when you when you when you really analyze. The whole concept of regret remorse repentance i guess we have to look at this from which standpoint do we want to view do we want to view this from a, an unbeliever you know mm-hmm. a, an unrepentant unregenerate sinner or do we want to look at this from the standpoint of a believer so if we start first with the unsaved person when it comes to an unsaved person um, the only thing that I think that God is, is looking at initially is, is repentance. Um, you, you can't even enter the family of God, uh, without repentance. I was going to ask, can an unsaved person re- really repent? Yeah. What would they be repenting of? They haven't, uh, or who too? I mean, covenant. yeah, I mean, they, they can repent of what they've done or what they're doing, but who are they? Directing that repentance. Well, too. well, yeah. I sh- let me change that. Yes, of course they can repent. They, they, they can't. Um, I guess I. I'm not saying they can repent. I'm just wondering if they can repent. If this, yeah, they can repent for theirs. They can repent for being a sinner and asked to be saved. Okay, right, you know, right, Acts, right. According exactly. to Acts two thirty eight, exactly. you know the great the great sermon right. that Peter preached. Right. On the day of Pentecost, I guess I was thinking of a, per, of a sinner that repents, but without God. That's what you know. Well, that repentance not, that not, doesn't lead to salvation. Yeah, that doesn't lead to salvation. There, right? Because because Peter because Peter said uh, Peter said to them in Acts two thirty eight, repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for their forgiveness. I like the King James version. It says for the remission. But this mm-hmm. is the same thing for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So yes. repentance is definitely a requirement. Oh, for sure. You know, it's oh, yeah. it's it's nothing get nothing starts, you know, right. until we admit that we're a sinner. Right. You know, right. Exactly. My my ABCs of salvation, admit, believe and commit. So you start with admitting, you know, that, that we're a sinner. You know, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have to start there. Mm-hmm. So that involves repentance. So so no wonder, you know, uh, Paul in writing this in, in first Corinth, second Corinthians says, uh, for the kind of sorrow God wants mm-hmm. 
us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. Right. Right. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance. And so I think he's making Mm -hmm. a distinction there Uh, because he says that even even if you look at uh, the New American Standard, but the sorrow of the world uh, produces death because it's only regret. It's only remorse. It it doesn't have the component of repentance. Right. Acts um, 1118 says when they heard this. They quieted down and glorified God, saying, Well, then, God has granted to the Gentiles also the repentance that leads to life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's again. I have Acts 20, 21, which says, Solemnly testifying to both Jews and Greeks of repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's Acts 20. That's Acts 20, 21. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read it again because I think it's an excellent definition of, of, of what conversion involves. Um, it says in Acts 20, 21, solemnly testifying to both Jews and Greeks of repentance mm-hmm. toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of like a microcosm, a, a little salvation verse in a, in a nugget right there. And, and then if you couple that with Acts 26, 20, mm-hmm. uh, not very far away from Acts 20, 21 and Acts 26, 20, it says, but kept declaring both to those of Damascus first and also at Jerusalem and then throughout all of the region of Judea and even to the Gentiles. And what, what was the message that they kept declaring to all of these various groups, Jews and Gentiles throughout this entire region and the geography that's included that they should repent and turn to God. Right. Performing deeds appropriate to repentance right so even there you kind of uh you you kind of get a um um a a quick might a quick mini version of uh of salvation Mm -hmm. right right in right in that verse yes in acts 26 20 i think that's a, a a really good one Yes. And your your previous verse referenced Acts two thirty eight, which we know very well. Right. Yeah. Acts twenty twenty one referenced two thirty eight. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so just just before we close this session, let me just give everyone what I would consider a working definition uh, of those three words. Let's start with with regret. Re- regret is that activity of the mind or intellect that causes us to say, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Worldly sorrow could involve such things as, I'm just sorry I got caught. Right. Okay. Right. Remorse touches us a little deeper, causing us to feel disgust and pain and even tears of sorrow Yes. Uh, regarding um, what we did or what we said. And so in, in, that, in that case... Um, the definition of remorse is it involves the intellect and the heart, mm-hmm. but it also, when you look at remorse, 
it it also involves a causing or a a a uh, a, a deep emotional feeling. It's yeah. it's more emotional, right? But according to the definition that I looked up, it doesn't cause us to change our ways. Right. And then finally, the the best definition, true repentance, um, brings us into the third aspect of our minds. It, it, it involves our will mm-hmm. is more than just what we think, right. what we feel. Right. True repentance involves our will. Right. It involves a, a commitment to truly repent. A person has to have a change of will mm-hmm. that I don't want to do this anymore. I want God to control me. Yes. So that godly yes. sorrow becomes a catalyst yes. for true change it's a two-step process repenting is rejecting or shunning Mm -hmm. what we've done Mm -hmm. and embracing god turning from sin right and turning to god right And, and i think that that's what's missing in my opinion, in remorse and regret. Because without Christ, you can't you can't get there. truly change. You, you can't, can't stay there. Right, you can't stay you there. You might stop for or a moment, exactly, but you can't stay but there. But you can't stay there. Yes. yes. Lord, help us to learn to, to repent. If we're unbelievers in our audience, may they repent and come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. If there are audience and members of our audience that have that are believers, but have sinned or are living in some form of unconfessed sin, we ask, Lord, that you bring them to a place of repentance yes, so that they can know you and the true liberty that is yes, in Christ Jesus yes, and that, yes. that sets us free through your word. Yes. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and we'll see you all next time. Amen.